Welcome to the 91st edition of the Guna Podcast, recorded on the Monday evening after Arsenal's 125th anniversary victory over Everton. This podcast is sponsored by the website of all your unofficial Arsenal t-shirt needs, gunashirts.com. I'm your host, Mark Hollington, sitting in for the man, David Udo, who cannot be here because he is attending his work's Christmas do. We await tales of what he got up to with his secretary in the broom cupboard in the, in the new, new year. I can't wait, David, do it for us all. So let's leave that, that thought, thought behind and introduce tonight's panel. We thought he'd gone. He thought he retired from active Guna duty. But no, you can't keep a good man down. After a couple of months of not doing the highway spy, he felt the need to step back into the firing line and give us his views and opinions on all things Arsenal and pretty much everything else. Like Frank Sinatra, we've ruled him out again. So it's a very warm welcome back to the spy himself. Mr. Steve Ashford. What can you say about an introduction like that? Steve, it's just for you. We're all sitting here in our Father Christmas hats and dressed up as Santa Claus. You can't see it, listeners, but just imagine it. Steve, you look a treat. <laughs> Next up, he's turned down a gig this evening as one of a series of tribute acts to 70s legends. And despite the regular piss taken of his haircut on this very podcast, he is standing firm and refusing to, um, jo- refuse to join the current decade in his hair stakes. It's a legend that is Mr. Joe Broadfoot. So when am I getting my statue then? <laughs> I but want a statue. Joe, with that haircut, you need one. Yeah, and I think the, I do. And one of my favourite Christmas songs is David Essex Winter's Tale, and you look like him at his yeah. peak and pinnacle, Joe, so it's a joy you're here for this sure Christmas you podcast. Want to sing it, so, so let's move Save on. it for the end, Joe, save it for the end. <laughs> and last, but not least, she's always very welcome. She's here every uh, now and then, but whenever she's here, it's an absolute treat. She is proof there is life as we know it in club level. We've looked at her Twitter feed recently, and it looks like she's well into her iPhone, tweeting like there is no tomorrow. We've got her off the thing tonight to dispense some pearls of wisdom. It's a warm welcome, a big hello to our old friend, Gunner Talks, Lindsay Sheehan. Hello, Gunners. Look at that. What a panel. What a panel. <laughs> so, you know, we've got three esteemed people here. This is going to be absolutely brilliant. So let's get cracking. Let's get down to the hard and fast matters. 22 points out of 24 in the league. That is bonkers. And winners of the Champions League group. We're going to start with you, Joe. Do you think this vindicates Arsene Wenger, and especially in the last couple of months? You know, August was abysmal. Mm. This is amazing. 22 points out of 24. What is your views on the man now? My views on Arsene Wenger haven't really changed. I was looking at the fixture list <laughs> before the season began, and I thought, it doesn't get a lot tougher than that. Manchester United away... Newcastle away, okay, Newcastle away could say we might be expected to win. I didn't, I, it kind of went as I expected. Apart from Blackburn away, I lost my mind over Blackburn away. That, that was the one where I thought, well, Arsene, you've got to do something and quickly. But we'd already brought the players in at that point. So that, that was the real wake-up call. But somehow these new players started to gel. And um, I don't think they were the, the greatest players available and we didn't spend perhaps enough money, but that's the parsimony uh, policy of the club, parsimonious policy of the club, and, and that's not going to change. 
I don't know who's to blame for that, whether it's Arsene Wenger or the board. Who knows? But my view of Arsene Wenger hasn't changed. It's just the fixture list changes. So when we get a run of easy-ish fixtures and we win them, well, quel surprise. It's going to happen, right? <laughs> Lindsay, 22 points at 24. That's not bad, is it? It's not bad. I'd like to be able to watch Match of the Day without them reminding us about our terrible start because it is getting a bit tiresome now. But it, it was always going to happen. We just needed time to click. The problem with our summer was it all happened very, very late doors, didn't it? Um, too late doors to spunk the money, which yeah. I think we did try to do at the 11th hour. But the players that he has brought in, they've, they've changed this Arsenal side. They've made it more solid. They've certainly made it more um, well harder to beat, I think, is probably a better way. All right, we missed Fabregas' insightful pass and... But I think it's starting to happen for this. And there seems to be a bit more of a buzz around our team at the moment. There seems to be a bit of team spirit here, which is always lovely to see. Steve, if, if any man has been critical of our current manager in its time, it's been you, my good chap. <laughs> Are you pleased with our recent run? Have you, got a, have you got a size of humble pie so I can eat it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have to. Uh, I, think I, I think those you know, the, the run of results that we're on at the moment is just fantastic. Now, I certainly didn't see it coming, even against the teams we're expected to beat. You know, the likes of Stoke, Sunderland, that, that we'd be very, not in easy circumstances. Um, but last year we might have drawn those games. Uh, we're, we are looking a lot more solid. I think that's a deliberate policy. I've got a lot more time for Arsene Wenger since he did spend a bit of cash at the end of August. And personally, I'm really happy with the way he's going at the moment. I, you know, um, couldn't be happier. You say Steve spent a bit of cash. You still made £16 million profit obviously in the transfer window yep. um, having said that though you're pleased the players that we bought now you think they're coming to fruition love the players we bought yeah. like, without exception I know Mertesacker comes in for a bit of stick but I've always said in previous podcasts that I think he's a really good player I love Arteta I loved him when he played for Everton I always thought we should have bought him a couple of years ago um, Benny and I always liked him when he was at Liverpool in the Champions League scored about eight Champions League goals got one for his last week um, no love all those players they're brilliant I just think that we should play Benny Eun a bit more. Can I interject here? What about By all means, Chu, Young, Chu Young Park? What's your view on him? There's always there's always an exception. Yeah. He's the exception. And so that's Park. true. I mean, even in the um, first double winning team, he brought a whole barrage of players, didn't he? And there was your Van Bronckhorst or your like, you know, yeah. that kind of player. So I, I know what you're saying, but it's not a bad run. But having said that, some of these wins have been quite narrow. One nils here, two ones there. Mm. It's not the Arsenal of old. Does that bother you? Or are you happy to get a few clean sheets and you know see us scrape well, through the one clean nils? Clean sheets. You've said it yourself. I mean, it's all about the clean sheets. We've not had enough of them. I mean, and it's all. I mean, the thing is, there are times when we're getting these clean sheets purely because we've got a decent goalkeeper for the first time in, well, feels like living memory. Yeah. <laughs> just really think, does. <laughs> just think, just over a year ago, we, Chesney hadn't even made his debut. No. And now he's the established number one keeper. And I don't think any Arsenal fan would swap him for any other keeper in but the world. But guess what? We were saying this years ago, by the way. Yeah, we were. I know. We were. In, this, in this very podcast... I'm sure I wasn't the only one saying Chesney's a good keeper. I mean, uh, yeah. there was at least two or three people agreeing with that and saying the same thing. But Arsene Wenger wanted to stick with Almunia, then he preferred Fabianski to Chesney. And I mean, I'm not a Wenger hater by any means, but I, I don't. And I, I really want to stick with the manager. I do, but you, you, I'm, I'm still critical yeah. of it. You wonder whether Fabianski, if he hadn't broken his shoulder, whether Chesney would have come through. Probably not. Do you know yet. what? On yeah. that very subject, yeah. I just really wanted to say. You know, hats off to Thomas Vermaelen for injuring Fabianski. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit rude. Sorry. Yeah, but that just leaves us one step yeah. away from Armunia. Yeah, 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 that's the only problem. Ask you that very question. <laughs> Armunia was back on the bench for the yeah. Everton match, and I guess what you could argue is is that you know, even though Chesney has come to the fore, 
we've still got two keepers if we go back to the Wednesday night game against um, Panathinaikos was it or Olympiakos sorry um, and both Manoni and Fabianski didn't exactly cover themselves in glory did they so if Chizzy gets injured what happens then well we're up shit creek again aren't we I mean we were quite I was quite concerned about what happened to Manoni because he started off with a massive bang with that Fulham game where he just nothing got past him he was like Gandalf you shall not pass <laughs> and then you watch that on uh, during midweek and it was uh, tears out crying only fools and Arsenal goalkeepers again and <laughs> <laughs> it does worry me that, that Armenia is, you know, because Chesney seems to be a bit bulletproof, but everybody gets an injury at some point, so we will be back at that door at some point. I mean, Chesney's a man that injured himself by doing weightlifting, injury mm. back in the day, mm. broke both his Champions arms. League last year, Barcelona. Oh. He injured himself in the first 10 minutes, we had Armenia in, he didn't let us down. Cool, didn't he? That was oh, yeah, he played, <laughs> played brilliant. But that can happen on, Saturday, on Sunday at Man City, and then we've got Armenia again. <sighs> but I, I must say, I think Armenia despite his weaknesses is still the best out of a bad bunch mm. you mean out of the other three you mean Dave? still prefer Almunia to Manoni and I still prefer him to Fabianski oh, I quite oh. like Fabianski I think Flappy's right improved but you know <laughs> yeah. I still think we need another one well, I'd like to see us bought three I don't know why we didn't go down that road have you seen have you seen um, well you, I'm sure a lot of you have seen this there's, there's a character in it called Bag of Nerves and the problem <laughs> is Bag of Nerves looks so similar to Fabianski and I think, I think it's that that bothers me plus the fact he can't sort of handle any crosses and, and those two things just play on my mind and I just look at the back four and they go to pieces it doesn't matter who's playing there you get experienced defenders and they're, and they're flapping too even if they've got nothing to flap at they're still flapping and you know it's, it's just this whole thing maybe it started as a myth I don't know but I saw his first game away at Barnet it was, I only saw it on TV I wasn't there but I saw, I saw the full 90 minutes and, and Fabianski was supposed to be the number one Poland keeper and, and he just looked awful Considering it was a friendly game, he just looked he looked like he couldn't handle the pressure of playing for Arsenal, even in a friendly game, uh, you know, in front of 3,000 fans. And, and that disturbed me. And he's never stopped disturbing me since. That's good to know, Joe. Well, so <laughs> sad. No, no, please do, Joe. That's his podcast here for as well. My, myself, if you ever wanted to have a discussion. I'd like to tell you this is a therapy session for you as well, Joe. So, you know. <laughs> he's a big guy, so I should <laughs> shut up, really. But, we're but here to I, please. No, I'm not like that. He doesn't disturb me, but he's got no presence. Keepers have to have presence. Yeah, yeah you have and to know the minute I saw Chesney make his league debut at Old Trafford, I just thought, my God, that keeper's got presence. I knew he had already because I seen him uh, play against West Brom in the Carling Cup and a couple of other games for Brentford. The guy's got massive presence. He inspires mm. everyone around him. And Fabianski, look at him. He, he looks like a gentleman boy. Or something. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't look like a keeper. Yeah, technically, he's probably good. enough to be no, a goalkeeper, no. does he? You've got yeah, to have a no. screw loose, and I love the fact that um, Chesney gives them all a bit of verbal and starts mm. to tell them yeah. what he thinks he should do with their mothers and all of that. Mm. I love all that. And Fabianski, like the same. Do you see him at Wigan when he, when he <laughs> went up to the fans <laughs> with by far the greatest team the world has ever seen? Yeah. Wow. Kissing Van Persie's boot. I mean, he's, just, he's a gooner, isn't he? So Chesney, potential, even current Arsenal legend. But I mentioned the Champions League there, and let's revel in the fact that we made it through to the last 16. Yeah. Well, Getting last game aside, didn't matter, we qualified, group mm. winners. Um, so I guess the question is, is A, and by the way, feel free to mention the two, Man United, two Manchester teams going out, that's great, but who do we fancy in the last 16, and how far do you think we can go in our esteemed Premier competition? Lindsay, I'll start with you first. Oh, see, I tweeted about two months ago that I fancy us for this competition. It, the, owners, <laughs> the owners to me are here, we're, we're battling, well, Tottenham are sort of 
the best they've ever done for quite a while. The last time sort of this situation was happening, it was us versus Villa, I think, and we um, ended up in the Champions League final. And the omens to me are just there. I fancy this team because I think they've got what it takes in Europe. They're not so we, we're not going to leak so much. We're not going to we can cope with the pace and the flair, and I think with the referees as well with that back four we've got now. Cool. So Steve, we've got Napoli, CSK Moscow, Basel, Lyon, Bayer Leverkusen, Zenit St. Petersburg or AC Milan. Out of those bad boys, any preference for the next round? I have the train station in Switzerland, please. <laughs> <laughs> the, team, the team that beat Man United, mm. who have previously been best known for their big train station. Uh, I think we've got to get Bayer, or Basel, however you pronounce them. <laughs> I mean, that's the team I want. But if we, if we can't get them, then I don't fancy, I don't fancy St. Petersburg. And I don't really fancy AC Milan, but anyone other than that. You think we, you're quite confident we can do the business? Yeah, I, I think we're going to go a long way this year. Mm. I think we're going to go a long way. The back four instills me with enormous confidence at the moment, and especially when they're protected by Arteta and Song, or Frimpong and Song, or whoever else is in front of them. You know, I think we've got some really good players out there this year, and the tactics are a lot more solid. I like the full-backs, even when they're not injured. Um, I think we should get through the next round, and if we avoid Barcelona and Real Madrid... We can get to the semi final. Yeah. I guess least. the thing is, our fullbacks will be back for the um, whoever he wants, he may yeah. choose, will be back for the next round potentially. Yeah. Joe, are you as optimistic as Steve and Lindsay? I have to say I am, you know, apart from <laughs> if we meet Barcelona or Real Madrid prior to the semi finals, then we're probably not going to make it that far. But if we don't, if we avoid those, I mean, we could even make it, make it as far as the final. I'm not so sure we're going to beat either Real Madrid or Barcelona, that's the truth. And I'm not overly convinced on, you know, on our defensive performances. You know, I haven't, even, even though we kept a clean sheet the other day against Everton, I was watching the, the so-called man marking. And I don't know if anyone else picked this up. But no, to be fair, Joe. No, was on Fellaini, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a different guy every time. And to me, that's not man marking. Sorry, I, I, I'd have to contest that. Because, you know, it just seemed haphazard marking. Well, you wouldn't and put the big fucking German against the big head. Well, you, wouldn't that, you, would, really? that would make a lot of sense. So putting Vermaelen, who's 5'11", up against him at a near post corner, I just didn't really like it very much. Things are out worrying me. We've still got a habit of, of, of giving a team a chance every match. They'll get at least one good chance. Oh, yeah. And that's a bit worrying. And also worrying is Arsene Wenger saying he's not going to buy another, another centre-back. I mean, it's not that we've got... We've, we've got two or three that are pretty good, it's true. I'd say we've got four, would you, you argue, Joe? Yeah, you could argue that, but we play centre-backs as right-backs or left-backs and possibly in midfield, so we need a lot of centre-backs. <laughs> where we're going. I want a striker. I want a striker. So, this isn't the question which is for, oh, I was to say for the next podcast, but sod it, because I'm a maverick, so I'm going to ask it now. <laughs> Do you think Wenger will buy in January? And if so, what position are you most keeping for strengthening? Steve, you mentioned their striker, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, definitely striker. When you, when you consider that Van Persie scores 70% of your goals, um, Javinio doesn't look like he's got his shooting boots on. Walcott never has his shooting boots on, and on Saturday I thought he was appalling. <laughs> Terrible game, you know, as usual. We'll get to that in a minute, isn't um, I'll let Joe and Lindsay have yeah, their comeback Park that. doesn't seem to be cutting the mustard. Chimac, God knows where his head is. Yeah. Probably back at Bordeaux, if, if what he's saying today in the paper is anything to go by. That's we not need what we were saying before no. we started recording. No, no. no. <laughs> 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 but for the listeners out there, Kevin, our editor, has gone to the AST Christmas party tonight and he's normally here with his watchful eye 
who's not here. We can say what, uh, whatever we like, but we could be sacked if we go a bit too far. So, Lindsay, who would you... So I can't come on in the grey gay bottle story. Kevin has been he's to a gay bottle. Yeah. But, Lindsay, ignoring Kevin's trips to a gay brothel, um, <laughs> which player would you, would you most like to see us get in, Jamie? Any, any names come to mind? Well, any signings you'd like to make? It's obviously keeps getting mentioned. I'd like to see that. I think I'm with Steve, really. We've got to buy some goals in the team. I think, like you said, this season, randomly, we seem to have sorted it 99.9% defensively, something we'd never thought we'd hear say. So it's got to come creative now, I think. Yeah. We've lost two massive creative players. Um, whatever you think about them going or whatever, that's where we've lost. And I think that's where we've got to invest. Joe? And I'm seeing it the same way. We need another striker. Unless Theo gets a chance to play there. I mean, I know Steve wouldn't like to see him play you there. You saw how good Theo was as a striker on, well, on Saturday after 10 minutes. Clean on, one-on-one, put through brilliantly by Arteta. Drew the keeper. All he had to do was be Thierry Henry for a minute. He passed it. Yeah, I rested my case. No, but that is because he's been played on the right wing. And he's a provider as opposed to a scorer. And he, we all he, know he, Theo he is a good finish. Season, Lindsay, it's come to you. It's because he yeah. hasn't got a football brain. It, oh, never, never, oh, never, never no, <laughs> Let's get a bit of Theo Walcott balance. Lindsay, are you a fan of Theo? I am a fan of Theo this season. I think finally he started doing what we've been asking him to do. I think his balls into the box this season are a world mm. away from what we've seen in the last couple. I think he's been quite unsung by Gooners and pundits alike because Van Persie, who we're all agreeing is walking on water at the moment, is saying he's not doing it without Theo. If that's what he's saying, I'm with him. How do you answer that, Steve? I mean, Lindsay is correct. Oh, Van Persie. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if Theo wasn't there, then Benny Ruziki or Chamberlain would set those goals up and probably Chamberlain even more. probably, I agree, but he's not ready yet. I would say Chamberlain could possibly do what Theo's doing in two years' time, but he's not going to be doing it right now against Premier League defenders. I don't think so. In the Carling Cup, it's kind of different. The other players, no, I don't think so, because they haven't got the pace. It's simple as that. I mean, it's just these physical attributes, taking past players. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the haters of Theo have to admit, Theo has got blistering pace and he can leave yeah. two or three defenders for dead. So in that sense, he can do the impossible. Before he, before but his crossing, I have to admit, is hit and miss. <laughs> some of his crosses are great, some are awful. Yeah. And, th- and that's the truth. But his finishing, if you really look at his finishing, it's, not, it, you know, it's better, than, better than most wingers. Far better than most wingers. I don't know. I don't think he's brave enough to be a finisher. Well, well because he's not Chelsea making game. the right position. Yeah. What about, what about yeah. Sanford Bridge then? Brilliant. Because, Fantastic. Yeah. A one-off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not going to convince <laughs> you. Yeah, no, no. So, Steve, you don't think Theo's proved himself this season? No, though, not no. at all. Uh, yeah, the jury is still very much out, as far as I'm concerned, on Theo. To me, he still looks like a player very, very young. Physically, you know, he doesn't look... Some players don't hit their prime until they're older. I mean, Theo looks to me like... 25, 26, he's going to be a finished product. At the moment, he's still got a long way to go. And, and he did start the game very, you know, relatively old. You know, what was he, 13, 14 or something like that when he started playing football. So that is why there's certain, there's certain things you'd expect him to know that he doesn't seem to know. I, mean, I just think it's down to the fact that he started football at a late age. And he came to our stage really young and with mm. a massive expectation on him. And he's played on Saturday with Thierry and me in the audience on the 125th anniversary. That is stage fright, isn't it? I'd rather have had Thierry on me. And he certainly wasn't the worst <laughs> Arsenal player on the day. No way. And Robin Van Persie didn't cover himself in glory he's until that moment. I know, but what a goal. That's what, what you goal. need from a striker, it was, surely. It was beautiful. Yeah. 
Beautiful gold. Well, yeah, that. You're not going to see a better gold. Well, there. Robin Van Persie, superlatives can do the man no end of like, justice, really. He's been phenomenal this season. But apart from him, and I think you're going to say Theo here, Steve, mm. who do you think has been Arsenal Player of the Season so far, Robin aside? Oh, that's a difficult question, mm. actually. I'll I want one choice, not Alex two. Song. Alex oh. Song. Okay. And what's impressed you so much this season? Two words, one answer, one name, Alex Song. And any reasons why, mate? Because his, his defensive capabilities have improved. He's, 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 he always used to be able to beat a man. Now he, can, now he seems to beat a man easier than he could. It's become an instinctive for him. And his long-range passing, as proved on Saturday, and against Dortmund when he set um, Van Persie up for the winner with the first goal in the Dortmund game. I mean, I was just doing that more and more and more now, and he's dominating games. As he gets older, he's becoming the complete defensive midfielder. And I just think this year, he would be the player that we would miss the most, apart from Van Persie, if he wasn't around. Do you agree with that, Joe, or have you got another player that's really struck you this season? Chesney, for me, because Chesney can play in goal. (laughs) (laughs) Prior to Chesney arriving, I I was thinking we really should go with Rush goalkeepers. It certainly works in the playground, and if if it's Fabianski or a Rush goalkeeper, I mean, I was all for getting Phil Jagielka to play in goal, because I thought he was preferable to the other option. Have you seen Jagielka play in goal? Yeah, I've seen him play in goal, and he's not bad. <laughs> so that was the reason why I thought get Jagielka he can play in more than one position and I know Arsene loves that so let's get Jagielka play him in goal he's better than Fabianski he played in goal for Sheffield United didn't he yeah, yeah. He played he's played yeah. a few yeah. times yeah. in goal we played him and played in goal yeah. Yeah. very yeah. good point and we didn't score past him did no, we either they had the 10 shot men who didn't get shot did we <laughs> very well remembered Lindsay Lindsay your player of the season thus far yeah, I think I'm with Steve again you two are getting very well on this podcast. Apart from Theo, you two are really bonding on this podcast. I quite like the spine, full stop. I think Romarin <laughs> has taught us what we missed so badly last season. Obviously, Van Persie, how can you argue? And, and Song as well. I think, I think it's looking good. That's great to know. So we're going to take a little break here because you know, Steve and Lindsay are going to get to know each other a little bit better. There's a great bond. <laughs> Joe feels like the gooseberry in the room. But um, it's been the first podcast and so we're going to take a short little break. Um, as always, you want to email us. There's no emails this issue, which is most upsetting. And you know, I'd love to read that email and get your comments. If you want to email us, it is goodapodcast at gmail.com. Send fan mail into Steve. He always loves that, Steve, don't you? And any love kind of photos mail. of um, ladies semi-naked. Yeah, yeah. Or Gunnosaurus. You the love Gunnosaurus, The more semi-naked, the better. <laughs> and Lindsay has also pictures of Arsene Wenger naked if they were around. So, <laughs> no, I want him to wear the puffer jacket. Just no pants. Yeah. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> um, and Joe, what kind of fan mail do you favour? <laughs> Any fan mail will do me. Well, once again, thank you to our sponsors, Goonashirts.com. And it's goodbye from Steve. Goodbye. Joe, tatty bye, and Lindsay. Bye bye. We'll be back with some with um, some more very very soon. I'm your host, Mark Wellington. Thank you very much for listening. La di da di da, la di da di di. All good friends and jolly good company. Hooray!